It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards, we've got Stephen Michael Thompson Jr. back again for day two, part two with the digital content creative. The owner of Season Media is back again. He's been working in the DMV. He's worked in HBCU athletics and professional athletics. We had a chance to talk college sports Monday. Well, he's back again as we shift into the pros, getting into the NBA, WNBA, and the return of the sports in the bubble and wobble right here on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Wizards. I hope you've been having an incredible start to your week because we have more to get into today. Yesterday, we had Stephen Michael Thompson Jr. on the show as we're talking around college athletics for our college edition. Well, today, it's time to shift into the pros. He's back again for part two, the digital content creative, owner of Season Media, sports journalist, is back as we are now talking around the NBA and WNBA seasons. I know we've talked a lot about the college side of things. We were looking at college football, looking at college basketball. I definitely want to get your thoughts on the professional side because we did see the NBA and the WNBA successfully bubble. And I know I was one. I'm not even going to act like I was not. I definitely was one that was very unsure and uncertain when I heard the news about the bubble. I was skeptical. I was absolutely, I will fully admit I was skeptical because I didn't think it was going to be possible. But yet, not only did they return, they returned in a fashion that was incredible, exciting, they kept the conversation going. They, I felt like this, this, both leagues turned a corner. You know, what are your thoughts? Having seen the NBA, the WNBA successfully finish a season and crown a champion on the, the safe return to a bubble and a wobble. Uh, I'm going to start this off. It's more of a joke, but it's actually <laughs> crazily true. For the first time in history, people who lose a playoff series is actually happy to go home. <laughs> you literally have players like, oh, I lost this, but hey, oh, uh, man, I was I in a stuck in a now. bubble. Darn it. <laughs> literally, we forgot because um, we forgot. They've been in this bubble since late June and late July. So I'm happy. I'm grateful that even, even LeBron, even the people who had to go into deep playoff series, they're home. So I'm happy they're home. But let's start with the WNBA. I feel like from a social aspect, just with the climb and everything that's going on this summer, I appreciate how the WNBA, because they've been consistent out of more than most weeks, throughout, through the bubble, through the bubble situation, they really raised their voice for a lot of social, a lot of social conversations, and they used their platforms correctly. I feel like the WNBA and the NBA, from a basketball standpoint, gave us great Basketball, I admit, mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're just being truthful on tonight, I'm a college sports guy first when it comes to basketball. I like me some March Madness. I'm joking, my friends. I don't watch the NBA till April, which is true. This is the most NBA basketball I've consistently followed up with between Phoenix, Dame Time, 
Jimmy Butler and his $25 coffee, LeBron, the Clippers. <laughs> we, it was a lot. It was good from, a, from even from the women's standpoint. The Mystics didn't have their yeah. stars, but they were knocked out early. You have Super, you have Diana Taurasi abusing referees and finding their hotel rooms to criticize them after. It's just like, from a social standpoint, from a basketball standpoint, it was great entertainment. And I feel like when it comes to smaller sports, even outside of basketball, I have to mention that, the MLS, smaller sports when there's less players and less people to worry about, it is most definitely, most definitely easier to do a bubble. You had a WBA at IMG Academy, which is basically a giant mini college that's based like a high school. It really is, though. Course, <laughs> it's, it's, it's giant. Then you have the NBA. Well, since Disney owns a part of ESPN, let's send it to Disney World. So he's telling me Disney World is empty. It's no rides, but I get to eat this nice little food mm-hmm. and just play ball. It's kind of, it, it's, 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 it's funny. It's like one giant AAU tournament. No, it really was. Two to three months. You're gonna, yeah, you, exactly. You have your meal times. You go to this area, you practice, you get taped up in a hotel room. So I feel like in terms of ball, the quote ball don't lie, I think that really came out. You don't have no fans. Mm-hmm. You don't have no pregame distractions. You don't have no home court advantage. That's what I, I like. I like the true sport. This is genuine. I'm hearing guys trash talk, get fat. We're hearing the feedback on the mics. We're seeing each other. We seeing guys jab on each other on Twitter. In terms of entertainment value, it was great. In terms of the leagues really doing what they had to do in terms of making sure that all the creatives and the media and the refs were safe, they did a great job. Now, in terms of Uh-oh. the social aspects, because I'm Mr. Woke one over here. Um, I thought the WNBA, they did not miss. The NBA, the little one game we all remember, oh, we're not going to play one game? Okay, cool, that was nice, but you instantly played the next day. I think, although the NBA compared to NFL is way on a different spectrum, I think oh, for yeah. the NBA guys, look at the WNBA spectrum. I think they, even the Atlanta Dream owner, she's a Republican, she, you know, you already have players on Atlanta Dream dissing their own owner. Me on NBA, okay, we're going to like complain about systematic pressure from one game. Okay, cool. we're not going to play this one game, but tomorrow we'll be playing tomorrow because I can't miss a check. It, it doesn't work like that. So I'll fight moving forward. The Dota NBA has been a little bit more aware and active socially. They need to take a book out of the WNBA's playbook and really be a little bit more active. Now, I'm not saying they weren't. I felt like you had, you literally had a lot of press conferences, guys. Oh, no, I'm not going to talk about this game. I'm going to talk about Breonna Taylor. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. Now, on the flipping, I give it to those guys. You got mostly Black men international players playing in a time where the social tension has so been so thick. This is the, probably the thickest social tension has been probably for the last four to five years. Even for me, being 22, it's been a taking of your toll on me because I'm a young black male working in corporate America and I'm seeing what I'm seeing. So the fact that these players had to go on their courts and play high intense professional basketball and just really go after it despite everything that's going on, I commend these. I commend LeBron. He's very social. I commend Chris Paul repping HBCUs but also putting spotlights. I, rec- I commend anybody who has spoken out against what's going on in this country through their platforms. And of course, a lot of fans, like, I'm not going to watch no more. <laughs> LOL. Um, the ratings for the NBA Finals. Oh my goodness. The ratings, the ratings yeah. for the WNBA Finals. Shoot, the WNBA. 
even in the pandemic, their their ratings increased by 60%. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? The thing is, and it's I'm glad you bring that up because there's two sides of it. People were saying on the NBA side, aside from um, people not wanting to maybe hear about social justice, but also I think it, I felt like it was, especially once it got to the playoffs, people felt like they knew what the end result was going to be. There are like some didn't want to watch because like all oh, LeBron's just going to and the Lakers are just going to win it all. There's no there's no suspense. You already know who's going to win. But I honestly, when the when, <laughs> I hate to say this, but when the Lakers and the Heat series went to five and then definitely went to six, I was like, hmm, interesting. Bring it like it just it just to me was I'm not saying it was fixed. I'm not saying it was fixed, but I just seemed a little convenient that the NBA finals were having terrible ratings because in my opinion, people felt like they already knew it was gonna either be a sweep or the heat just didn't match up with the Lakers. And then all of a sudden here comes the, the heat winning. It's the underdog story. It's Jimmy Butler's dropping a you know, triple double at 40, whatever these numbers were 40, 15 and whatever else. And suddenly the storyline is there and the plot thickens, the suspense grows. People are watching a little bit more. So coming up, we continue taking a look at the NBA bubble, the WNBA bubble and how both leagues were able to successfully restart. This episode of Locked on Wizards is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts, customers, online for 20 years and you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and they have everything guys everything from edging control modules brake parts tail lamps motor oil even new carpet so whether it's for your classic or daily driver or maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer you can get all the parts you need with a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door i don't know what gets much better than that delivered to your door sign me up well the rockauto.com catalog is easy to navigate and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle choose the best brands and prices you prefer so best of all prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts i don't think it makes sense i'm a bargain shopper i'm all for saving you should be too so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we here at locked on wizard sent you again it's amazingly low prices a great selection and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com go check it out let me tell you guys about built go yes i have told you all about built bar the delicious tasty protein bars well i want to also tell you about built go a new solution, healthy replacement to help you break through those walls of the day, the times where you're tired, where you feel like you can't keep going because work is draining you or your kids are draining you, whatever is going on, you have hit a mental wall. Well, Built Go is a healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake, doesn't lead to a crash, it's last, it's natural, and it's healthy. Now, looking at Built Go, they combine energy gel with collagen protein. So it's fast absorbing, gets into the system quickly, easy on your stomach, loaded with all the good stuff that you need to get your day going to give you that extra boost. It's healthy. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages, nice, easy to carry packages that you can put right into your bag, whether it's your purse, your workout bag, and it's the five hour energy boost without the five hour energy crash. Three delicious flavors. I've tried them myself. Peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, mint. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine 
and much better results. I don't think it gets much better than that. You can visit builtgo.com, use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Renee Washington here, host of Locked On Wizards, joined by Stephen Michael Thompson Jr., the owner of Season Media, digital content creative, who's on the show for day two. We've had a chance to talk college athletics in our Monday edition, and we have been discussing the NBA and WNBA's return, how they were able to not only successfully return, but do so in a way that was exciting. Well, Stephen, let's get right back into it. For the WNBA side, I think one of the biggest things I was literally just having a conversation about this is games are easier to access. It's so hard to watch WNBA games on, on a typical season. This season, yeah. they were playing on NBA TV, on Twitter, on the games were like, they, and then on top of that, the NBA was promoting the WNBA games. So in a Thursday the NBA game, they're talking about the Friday WNBA game. You know, like there was cross but promotion. But you, you just, it just, yeah. it just got there though, because the last couple of years. Yes. CBS Sports, they have, I've seen WNBA games on the CBS Sports Network, NBC Sports. I feel like even ABC, they was planning it. Oh, yeah, we have WNBA on NB, NB, um, ABC. Okay, that's great. But it shouldn't just take until 2019, 2020 to finally mm-hmm. give, because I'm a very big pro. WNBA should be, players should be paid more. Their contracts should be better. It's no reason why you have to, literally, there's been girls who went straight from the wobble to play overseas because they have to make money. Exactly. It goes to, I swear not going to go there. I could go there, but it goes to a bigger point when it comes to two things from your comments. Number one, there needs to be a conversation between the NBA and WNBA. How can we put more money into women's basketball? Because women's basketball is a moneymaker. Look at the March Madness for women. Yeah. Straight bananas. The last five years, it's just, every time UConn loses, it's a moneymaker. Oh my but goodness. On, <laughs> yes. On a second flip, when it comes to just overall, it just shows that football is king in this country. Foot, if football was not on, the ratings would be way better. I was telling people, you know, okay, cool. Yeah, yes, you go with the finals ratings, but if you're you're telling me you have Russell Wilson, Tom Brady playing, and you have LeBron playing, who are you going to watch? This country runs on football. Basketball is a strong, super highly strong number two. But with football season only being 16 games for most teams, you're basically telling me I'm going to choose between watching something that's going to last from August to January compared to basically October to June. I'm going to pick the thing that I'm not going to see every single day. So just a lot of people freaking out, oh, the Raiders. No, it's just football's king. Now, do I feel like more eyes will be on basketball due to just social consciousness and just what happened Sure, but you kind of made a good point about, you know, game six months. I was one of those people. I knew where it was going. I thought like this is a good reminder because the WNBA, they play off a little bit different. They kind of have playing games. I think with travel being what it is now and due to social media and just technology, you have fans liking teams that's across the country. I think it's a good time to strip away from the Eastern Conference and Western Conference playoffs and put, give me the 16 best teams. I have been saying that. I have I, been I feel so that. bad for Dame Lillard 
Devin Booker. It's so yes, crazy. It's literally so crazy. In the, the bottom of the Western Conference can be at least a top, I'm going to say, seven or three seats in the Eastern Conference. You know and what? it will kind of push everybody. Okay, yeah, your conference. So if, I, if I'm like bottom feeder teams in the East, like Philly, Charlotte, teams who kind of just played for a couple. I'm saying, oh, okay. If we're scripting this, I want the 16 best teams. That's going to focus all teams. Okay, cool. We don't have the excuse to playing in, because I don't know for sure the Washington Wizards division, I think that's the Southern, I don't know what division, whatever division, a lot of divisions in the Eastern Conference are weak. Meanwhile, in the West, you have a division with Portland, Sacramento, and both LA teams. That's very unfair. Imagine you know, San Antonio being able to play in the Eastern Conference. They'd be a top three seed. It's kind of, I think when it comes to their playoff system and the seedings, If NBA went full force, okay, this is March Madness. From round one, you have three games. Round two, the rest of the rounds, you have the first, second round, you have five. And the rest, you get seven. That would be absolute. So you tell me, there could be a chance we could get a, a Los Angeles versus Boston by round two or three, and it's not the finals? You I'm watching that. a lot of good points there. And I want to actually go back to what you were saying about football being king, because I do remember when the NBA playoffs – the weeks that they overlapped, that's when we started really hearing the numbers being so low. So the, there were a couple factors there. For one, it felt like, and I hate to say this, it felt like as the playoffs went on, the series got a little bit less exciting. So I think back to that Utah-Denver first round matchup, how incredible that seven-game series was. You know, when I compared to, even, even I'm even say the Heat Pacers, even though the Heat swept them, it didn't even feel like a sweep. Like, it felt like by the time we got to definitely by the conference finals, but I would even say the round before that, it started to feel a little bit less. I was always excited, but it didn't seem like there was a, as much excitement around it. And then on top of that, you had football starting up. You had, now we had the overlap. You literally on, on a weekend had the WNBA, the NBA, the NFL, Major League Soccer, baseball, all these different sports playing. And so it makes sense that ratings are low because as you mentioned, they're at the same times. Not only are they all playing in the same day, it's not like they staggered them. They're all at the same time. There was a, there was a Sunday, I'm an Eagles fan. The Eagles are playing the same time as the Lakers. I'm like, which game am I supposed to watch? You know, you're flipping back and forth, but you can only wow, you make a good so point. Much. You make so, a good point about the NBA playoffs. Yes, it, there was literally so much overlap that you almost had to choose one or the other, or you're flipping back and forth. Like, I know if you're – I don't have it on my TV anymore, but if you're lucky and you have the setup, you can watch multiple channels at once. Cool. But that's not the same either. It's just there's so – there was so much overlap. It was, like, bittersweet. But it definitely hurts the ratings. So for that side of it, I that what point you're making it makes complete sense to me. Got Making the point literally in the NBA because <laughs> I was born kind of towards the end of the Jordan era. The era of every single playoff series mattering is over. You literally have your best series are those series where a number eight seed or number seven seed is testing the top seeds. Mm-hmm. The fact that you I forgot, um. Utah, Donovan Mitchell, he's been sitting home for a month and a half now. Right, right. And think he's about been the Utah-Denver series. Or even the, Port- some of the, best, the Portland Lakers some of the best, series. And the- yeah, Dame time. We haven't seen Dame hit a low shot in a 
someone the NBA is probably going to want the playoffs. Their issue is some of their best series are so early on by the time, and especially in the era of the super teams. I know it's been great. I think the super team era, just due to just the, you know, just the amount of money it takes teams to kind of keep with these teams, it's about to get over. Because I think people want to be stars and just yeah, another conversation. But I really feel like um with the era of super teams, I, even people blame Golden State. I'm blaming Miami ever since. Oh no. LeBron's, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to bring LeBron. I just feel like Boston did it. This They were not the first. Well, but they didn't really last, though. But that's just because I like slamming Paul Pierce. But I think once Miami really kind of captured how to do it correctly in the 21st century and go to state, did it. And let, I feel like with every team, not every team, but with a few teams being just the super teams, we kind of know what's going to happen. So I feel like the NBA, if they're, when they're shifting the playoffs, they also need to kind of um players. I think – the playing field is going to be a little bit even. We kind of saw TJ Moore. We kind of seen – I was surprised. People actually didn't know that Devin Booker was a walking bucket. People didn't know that Donovan Mitchell. Oh, my gosh, yeah. What – people didn't – and it's, I kind of feel like just over when it comes to NBA, I feel like, you know, it's time to switch up the playoff system. Now, when it comes to I, WNBA – Go ahead. My shit is WNBA. Um, their Nike contract, I don't like it. You already have the, – the, you already have – Everybody wearing the same uniform template, but different colors, different logos, and different sponsors. I feel like each WNBA team deserves to have their own uniform set. Secondly, this proves next year, especially since the WNBA, they kind of play in a kind of a sweet spot in a a sports calendar for America. Outside of baseball and racing, between their core season, between maybe June and maybe September, there's really nothing going on until the fall. So basically, you got two, three months if I'm NBA, if I'm AB, if I'm ESPN, if I'm saying, oh, y'all want a y'all want a late night WNBA game, y'all got it. I feel like exactly. it proves for the WNBA that itself. I also feel like they should expand because women's sports just growing. And it's just so many ballers. It's so many great NCAA ballers that once they graduate, they even go overseas or they stop playing because there's not a lot of. You even had a player of the year. I forgot her name. I think it's Meg. You had a and player of the year get drafted, and she didn't, she got cut from her team because there was no more space. Right, that doesn't make sense. Stuff like the NBA, there needs to be a serious discussion. How can the NBA help the WBA? Because clearly, outside of maybe, maybe you know, NBA, I think the WBA out of all the leagues that's playing right now, they've got the biggest benefit from having all this airtime. But it just shows that we still have a little bit more work to do from a, more of a business and financial standpoint. Of marketing the WNBA, they literally—I forgot which company—they just now got a beauty sponsorship. The first thing I hear, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. You, you're this is a league full of beautiful women, and they're now just getting a sponsorship from a beauty company. That doesn't make sense, right? So just right. overall, I'm very pro women. Just very pro, especially right. I'm just very pro support the women too. I just thought overall Absolutely. this this whole bubble situation to show that WNBA is magical. The bubble. Shade and the tweets was just as spicy. Oh as my gosh, I love that. Oh, man. And the bubble oh, life man. and the wobble life and all those behind the scenes just, videos we so saw, cute. it really added. It really added another element because we got to see their personalities. We got to see what they're like off the floor. I thought that was one of the greatest aspects of the bubble and the wobble. To be honest, was because it forced us to get to know the players as people. 
And whether it was them speaking up on social justice or even them being crazy doing TikTok dances or playing pranks or whatever, that's the stuff that we we don't always get to see. And I, I know even when I was listening to some of the um, Mystics press conferences, that's something they kept reiterating. It's that after a typical game, when you win, you go home. Everybody goes their separate ways, but it was back, like we were mentioning before, like AU tournaments or even in college where you're now living on campus together. And now after you win, let's all go out and celebrate. Let's go out and have dinner. Let's go out as a team and, you know, whatever, just spend time together, like reliving the game and talking about it and relishing in the victory. You know, that's something that it brought. But I think something you bring up that I definitely want to circle back to before we wrap up here is the, the conference breakdown. So coming up, we continue discussing the NBA, specifically looking at the postseason. With low ratings this past year, is it time for a change? We'll get into that right here on Locked on Wizards. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Renee Washington here, host of Locked on Wizards. We've got Stephen Michael Thompson Jr., digital content creative, owner of Season Media and sports journalist on the show. Now, we've had plenty to talk around HBCUs, college football, college basketball on Monday. To start off the show, we've been discussing the successful return of both the NBA and WNBA to not only return, but crown a champion and do so in historic fashion. Well, ratings also were historically low and that's something that could have been surprising to some but may have not been surprising for the fact that we had so many sports playing at the same time on a Sunday you'd have the NFL the WNBA the NBA baseball soccer so many sports to choose from and the ratings definitely took a hit in the NBA but it leads to a bigger question is it maybe time for a change around the postseason this is something we touched on briefly earlier in the show but is it time to maybe change the layouts, the breakdown of the top eight seeds on the Eastern and Western Conference, Stephen. Let's take a look, and I'm curious to know your thoughts on the postseason and what should be done moving forward, if anything. Now, we see in the WNBA, they don't have the Eastern and Western Conference. It's top teams are in the playoffs. Even looking at the way the NFL has wild cards, You know, I think there's something to be said about the NBA and that there's always a shift, right? Every, every few years we have a shift where like the Eastern conference might be stronger and have the better teams. Maybe then the Western conference is stronger, or maybe there's just one team that's rule supreme and is a super team, whatever it may be. There's always a shift. It's never, it's never always just the same teams, you know? So I think that for me, not only for like, I actually was saying even for the postseason teams, like the all NBA teams should move away from positions. I just feel like with the way that the league is progressing in order to honor the best players and the best teams, there should be less structure in that sense. So like for playoffs, for example, why not just have either 
let's say the top, I'm just going to throw a huge hypothetical that I'm thinking of on the fly. Let's say you had the top six East, top six West, and then the next four slots are wild card slots or something where it's like whoever has the best record uh, from those next teams is in. Or like something along those lines, or maybe it does that you do like the WNBA where it's, it has nothing to do with conferences whatsoever. There's got to be some sort of a change because when you look at the Western conference, that fight in the seeding games and teams like Phoenix going home, you win all your games in the bubble and you still, that's still not enough to get you in the playoffs and you're playing better than a team like Orlando. Ugh. Yeah, what me, would your breakdown be for changing ooh, up the playoffs? Give me, I'm such a college, I will be always be a college sportster. Give me an selection Sunday. Give me oh, the four best seats. I love that. that would give be me fun. the four best seats. Now we can't pick it because I play selection committee is very subjective. But I find okay, cool. Give me from each conference, give me the four best teams. After the conference season's over, give me the four best teams. Then by record. Give me the weakest, I don't know, give me the weakest four seed because it's four quadrants. Give me the weakest four seed going to number one. Kind of just give me the strength of seeding. So I feel like every issue split it into fours. So you have your ones, your two, your threes. Give me your best ones. Cool. Y'all get y'all, get y'all get y'all quadrant. And you kind of go from there. So if I'm a number four seed, I'm good because I'm not facing bracket, the best March Madness style. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I love listen, it. I'm gonna break this down. Listen, if I'm a four seed, I'm cool because I don't have to face the number, the number two seed, which could have been a one seed. I couldn't, I don't have to face the best number two or number three or best number four. I'm kind of facing, I kind of, it's kind of like. It's literally like the other term you have. If you're the ultimate number one seed, they might put a couple teams to kind of challenge you, but you're really not going to get no challenges because the best middle of the, the turn bracket teams are not in your are not in your conference. So I like the NBA, and just for the sake of ratings, literally the fact if we can get like a city like Philly or and it's also for the sake of marketing. You tell me, Miami, Philly, New York, Texas, L.A. You tell me you can have a playoff game early on in, the, in a bracket in a season where my best markets are facing off. It w- then let's say an upset happens. You have a number four seed being a number one, one of the number one seeds, and it's it's straight madness. That's what makes kind of the NCAA tournament and the women's tournaments and even AE tournaments kind of so great. So I kind of feel like NBA should kind of go back to the drawing board and kind of get back to the to the roots. Go. And have brackets kind of go and have those type of playing games. And also, for the sake of the season, maybe you should cut it down from 81 to go to 63 and stop really. Because honestly, I know all the divisions and all sports, but if you ask an NBA fan, he would not, he or she would not know literally any of the NBA divisions. The fact that I go to, well, they call it, what is it called? The Capital One Arena. I call it MCI Center Rise. I mean, the fact that I can go there and see, oh, this division champ that doesn't matter. Division championships don't really matter. Except really in football and baseball. Because hockey, you only have Tampa. Tampa won a championship. Yes, it's the Eastern versus Wrestling, but we gotta see in hockey and even soccer. Soccer when Manchester United and Manchester City face, it doesn't matter who else in the region is good. It's it's so I feel like if you if NBA can take a book out of soccer and other sports where really location doesn't matter and your strength and your strength as a team and as a market really matters the most. 
they can win but hey i'm, I'm a football college guy at heart yeah. but hey. i i definitely would love the idea of you have to have i don't and i i wouldn't even do by conference i love the idea of just going based on overall standings look at everybody's records you you put them in order based on their best record who had so like the bucks had the best record they're the number one seed the lakers had the the second best they're number two and go from there and then you you split them up by in by brackets in that way and go from there. I mean, I think that's partly why the playoffs are so, as you mentioned, more exciting. Even when we watched the seeding games, those that play-in game and teams fighting for that number eight seed, that was awesome. But I do think that going back to a point that was uh, that you made before, the excitement around football is because it's like supply and demand. You know you only get to see your team play once a week and possibly not at all if they're on a bye week. So because of that, you know, there's less games. You need to be locked in for more regular season games for the NBA, unless it's like a Christmas game, which we won't get this year or specific games. You're not always excited to just watch a generic regular season game because it doesn't have as much, it doesn't have as much meaning. It doesn't have as much value because teams are playing three and four games out of the week. Now I know we heard in the past, Adam Silver was talking around changes of trying to tweak the schedule, trying to add in like that mid season cup tournament that that's similar to what we see in the champions league trying to like find ways to spice things up a little bit but at the end of the day shorten the season forget and we don't need any mini tournaments within the season the teams play each other enough shorten the season have redo the playoff seedings i don't even and i know i'm fine with having an eastern conference and a western conference you can still have an eastern conference regular season champ and a western conference regular season champ but come playoffs time do away with all the conferences Best Ooh. records are in, period. This could be yes. the idea of what soccer does and what hockey does, which football can't really do. The NBA, they should bring in the top, give me the top six or seven international teams. Have a week, a like a, mm-hmm. give me a week in the preseason or a week in the regular season where, hey, for one week, it could be before All-Star Weekend. Make All-Star Weekend two weeks. If the week before All-Star Weekend, give me six randomly co- randomly chosen teams, and you're playing Barcelona. You're playing your top international teams. Here's why I make that point. You have a lot of players internationally. It's, it's quite common. Yes, the NBA is super black, but the NBA is very international now. Each, it it's even to the point where you have to get a tall wing player or somebody like a Dirk, or somebody like a Porzingis. It's kind of like that internet, compared to football, where hockey and baseball and soccer has its advantages, also basketball, it's the international outreach. From Kobe, rest in to Kobe, Steph Curry, when a lot of these players, they go internationally. Oh my goodness, it's, it's crazy. So you're telling me. That'd be great for You're hockey. an international <laughs> sport. And I actually have to school fans sometimes. I'm like, hey, um, not all basketball is bad. You the reason why people are, I don't know why people are so surprised that Porzingis and what's his teammate? I forgot his teammate. His teammate. They're so good at basketball. Yeah, yeah, they're so good at basketball because they've been playing grown men for the last 10 years. Because they played pro. They, they right. play pro and they play international. Stuff so like and it kind of come connects to the Olympics and FIBA as well. You got stuff to kind of add that international connection because once the Olympics comes and you are seeing Canada. Has there have so many people coming out of Canada now for basketball? They can easily upset the U.S. in Olympics. So I kind of feel like if the NBA Adam Silver could kind of make those connections and kind of add that international piece, and even maybe send more games overseas or do more games in Canada, because I know for sure 
Want to finish up? I know for sure. Seattle and Vancouver are fiending for a basketball team. I know for sure. Mm-hmm. London deserves Bro, globally. Like the NFL does. You know, of course, different things are different this year, but you see the NFL does. And the NBA does try to do some international games as well. But I like the thought of instead of having an, the tournament they were trying to put together, which was the top teams play each other, which doesn't make sense because who wants to compete for a midseason cup? When you play each other all the time anyways, you already play a team six times out of the year between the regular season and and then if you play them in the playoffs and then if they're in your conference, forget it, you're playing them so many times throughout the regular season alone. So it makes more sense to bring in another team. Now, of course, in soccer, for example, with soccer being such a big global game, there is much more of a pool of teams to, to bring in but basketball has it as well because the game is growing internationally as you mentioned you look at some of the best players in the league right now Luka Doncic being one of them Giannis Antetokounmpo you look at some of the best players in the NBA they're international players so I do think that it'd be great to see the game grow globally and that'd be an awesome next step and it would also be a way to kind of like mix up the season so it doesn't become stale where you're seeing the same teams and the same players and the same results so I, I love all these points you're saying, Steven. You are bringing a lot of great ideas to the forefront between your discussions on college sports as well as on the professional side. So where can people follow you? I know you have a lot of incredible things you're working on. Where can people follow you to keep up with all you've got going on? Yes, I appreciate it. So you can follow me on Twitter, more so active on Twitter, at SCF Season, um, season underscore CEO, season dot CEO, on Instagram, if you want to follow my business, Season Media Digital Services Business, you can go to www.seasonmedia.co, not com.co. And yes, that's where you can follow me. I'm kind of taking a break from sports content, but you, you can also follow my podcast on Apple and Spotify, The Pulse of the Season podcast. Season one is just talking about people who inspire me. Season two will be Black Women in Media. So, Renee, please get ready to talk about yourself. <laughs> so, yes, you can follow me there. Follow me on social media. Also, Follow me on LinkedIn. I'm very into LinkedIn. Stephen Michael for Hyphen Thompson Jr. So that's where you can follow me. If you want to talk sports, if you want to kind of talk some trash about some stuff I mentioned today, please at me or follow me on Twitter. We can talk at about me. it in the open directly. I always have Twitter on my phone. But yes, Renee, I really appreciate the opportunity and just to talk about some sports, which I love I doing. I love it. I love it. Oh, goodness at me i'll talk about i love it so thank you again so much steven it's been a pleasure having you on you are doing some great work you're all over i know you're in the process of working on what's next so i appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us on locked on wizards for two episodes to start off the week so thank you again and i hope you have a great one and thanks for uh, being a part of the show yes thank you so much And thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Locked on Wizards. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day as well as we have had a chance to talk with Steven around college athletics, professional athletics. Hit that subscribe button. We've got more great interviews, stories, and news to get into this week and topics. And I hope that you guys have been enjoying the start of your week so far. I'm excited for what's to come next because there's a lot going on as we continue to watch the offseason unfold and getting into preparing for next season. So have an awesome day. I'll see you next time right here on Locked on Wizards with me, your host, Renee Washington. Washington out. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Thank you.